This is Saturday Morning Mysteries. And we're your hosts, Alexis and Grace. Good morning slash afternoon slash evening slash whatever time you're listening, everyone. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Mysteries. We're your host, Grace and Alexis. And we're back for our final for now dark wing duck episode mm-hmm. what a journey it's been can it, i say it, this has journey. been what a dark journey yeah maybe huh? i shouldn't be saying that so like enthusiastically wow. like, i love seeing all of these dead animals around st <laughs> canard murder we talked about <laughs> um, but truly we do hope that you all have enjoyed this dark wing mm-hmm. arc it's it's been very fun like i i think i said in the very first dw episode we did i didn't grow up watching this show too terribly much so coming around and revisiting it as an adult has been just a thrill, mm-hmm. let me say. Yeah. And I think that um, similar, similar to Scooby-Doo where like next week it's going to be a new show, new themes, new content, new adventures, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. It does mm-hmm. not mean we're done forever with Darkwing Duck. Like oh, I think Darkwing Duck is too good on like the crime front to... Mm-hmm. Um, to put away forever so at some absolutely. point we will be and, back to darkling deck and you know we have only really started scraping like the tip of the iceberg with mm-hmm. the villains and the convoluted elaborate schemes that like the foul <laughs> organization like, and the puns the puns oh my god puns <laughs> for days like uh-huh. grade a blue ribbon puns uh and yeah so there's a lot more that we'll definitely come back to in the future we'll cycle back around to dwd at some point and obviously sure. yeah we we just we love the whole darkwing family what a trio yeah. they are so we'll be back we'll talk about them more but first before we jump into business well actually first off let me say if you've made it this far in the video please go ahead and click the like <laughs> button i'm saying that in every video now it's, yeah, i like that you like work. point out of like if you've made it this far because yeah. like if you've made it this far you're probably in it to win it now so like thank yeah. you love you yeah we do love yeah. you first of all so <laughs> repay us by so you hitting the us. like button you owe us right we've entertained you for like three minutes so far so yeah so really though please hit the like button yep. if you're listening if you're watching on youtube drop a comment if you're mm-hmm. listening uh to any of your favorite podcast platforms give us a review yep. and then of course share it with your friends and hopefully people who aren't related to us or who haven't known us for more than like five or ten years will also hear about our <laughs> podcast yes yeah, the word love um, but real quick, I also want to say, Grace mentioned that we're going to be going on a new adventure next week huh? with a new uh-huh. show. But for those of you who are watching on the YouTube, podcast listeners are going to be like, what? Yeah, like, what are they? What the fuck is she talking about? You may notice something new about your favorite podcast or your second favorite podcasting. <laughs> so host. fucking disrespectful. <laughs> so, so what about you, mind. Alexis? What about me? Oh, shit. What about me is that I'm noticing that Grace <laughs> has something new perhaps on that left hand of hers you may notice there's a ring on one of those fingers oh fucking engage y'all damn bitches popping champagne Uh grace uh everyone's second favorite podcast host Tell us about this beautiful ring that is now on your engagement, your wedding ring finger. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
So, yep, I'm officially a fiance, as Justin and I like to call each other. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> yes. So, um, so yeah, I've been with my partner, Justin, for uh, six years. And for the last maybe two, incessantly, every time someone asked us why we weren't married yet, like we've owned two houses together. We own two dogs. We've moved in different states, gone around the world, all that stuff. Everyone's like, why aren't you guys married yet? Justin yeah. shows his ring finger and goes, <sighs> Cause I'm waiting for her to ask me <laughs> like so dramatically, uh, like literally just, uh, if only this finger is so light. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, due to hearing that for two years and, uh, the fact that we knew one day we would get married, um, I flipped it and reversed it on him. And a couple weekends um. ago, we were out skiing in Oregon with our friends. And I asked, his lucky butt to marry me and he Boom. said she got yes. down on one knee or tried to get down I on one knee because she was in skis, skis. <laughs> yes. i leaned my knees towards him and proposed Boom. to him and she that put a ring on it beyonce taught me put a ring Boom. on it so i did so we are so so happy that you did <laughs> justin is like the coolest guy ever i'm not he only saying nice. that because he's totally watching this episode right now <laughs> he is hi justin no but he is legitimately <laughs> an awesome guy super excited i feel like Aww. i have a new brother now i mean i've ever since you started dating him i felt like i've had a new brother yeah, I mean, you do but hang i love out with it. him without me <laughs> I do. He did visit this area yeah. last summer and me and our friend Jenna treated him out to a nice time. Yeah, your brothers <laughs> like, hung out with and him. My brother, like Aaron came which, with you guys. Yeah, Aaron hung out. Pretty sure Justin knows Austin, my older brother too, which uh-huh. by the way, I told you this already, but I'll share it for the podcast because I'm sure Austin is also listening too. Uh-huh. Hi, Austin. Hi, Austin. But when I told my brothers that you two were engaged, Austin was totally <laughs> like, wait, I thought they were already married. <laughs> so <laughs> legit, like you were just saying. So yep. more uh, support for Justin's argument here. He's like, yeah, a lot of people <laughs> do think we're married. Perhaps you, you would propose to me, Grace. Um, so <laughs> yes, I send my congrats to you for the um, Thank you. time since you told me relaying my brother's congrats to you and now all of our audience is also saying congratulations and cannot wait perhaps they'll see justin pop up on camera one day or has he already his hands yeah he brought me coffee yeah that's how you know he's a keeper okay he brings her coffee (laughs) i'm gonna yell down right now we watch the videos together he's gonna be glaring at me right now he's gonna be like why did you spend this much time shit? talking about me yeah. <laughs> you're so, famous now you're welcome you're Justin. welcome, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for that shout yes. out you're lucky absolutely Justin. yes yeah um, you gotta keep her it's 2022 well, yo no yeah. like this podcast there are no rules okay well exactly and like some ladies but. out there listening or people who feel like you have to be the one proposed to fuck it go propose to whoever you want yeah, exactly. Ranger on the street. Okay. Pop the question. <laughs> Guy offering a ski lift. Check yeah. it out. The worst thing that could happen is they could say yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Worst and you thing end up marrying a random stranger on the street. Age. Yeah. Like, so? <laughs> Might as well try it. Find out. Yeah. Boom. That's our favorite thing on this show. So hey. invite us to your wedding. <laughs> yeah. We and then are busy that time up, though. But thanks. Stand up when the officiant asks if there's anyone who objects. objects to the marriage and then tell everyone to watch Saturday morning mysteries. Yeah, exactly. Boom. Yeah. So um, really, this is just a win win for everyone. We wish you luck in your marriage of you and random stranger. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, But until that marriage, unless, is there any other business you want to cover before I try to smoothly transition Um, into today's episode? uh, No, I will. I will tell one really quick Justin story, I guess, of when he Mm -hmm. listened to, I think it was your first Darkwing Deck episode and we were talking about foul. We had this moment of confusion. He and I had this moment of confusion because he was like, Do you know what foul is? And I was like, Yeah, we just did the episode. Sometimes I like he'll do stuff like that to be like, haha, see, I watched it. Like, mm-hmm. or like I listened to it while you Testing were still you. asleep on Saturday yeah. morning, type of thing. I was like, uh, yeah, like it's a dark wing duck. And he's like, No, do you what do you know what else foul is? And I was like, Oh, is there another organization called foul? Like in the real world? Like what? And he was like, no, it's a it's a bird, Grace. And I was like, I know, Justin. Yeah, yeah. I know it's a bird. And he was like, Yeah, but you guys didn't point it out. Didn't point out the puns, and neither of you pointed out that that was a pun. And so, actually, I meant to do that in an earlier episode today. Was point out for him that we know it's a pun. And thanks, Justin. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Slash. I very often call DW our favorite crime fighting waterfowl. But <laughs> I yeah, I've literally said time. it at least like two or three episodes, but. <laughs> That's cool. No, that, okay, fair. You know what? Fine. In the future, Justin, I'm looking directly at you right now. In the future, <laughs> in the future, when I mention acronyms, I will be sure to explain the pun behind it. My bad. Good. We almost lost a listener because of it. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Please stay. Please Thanks. stay. This is for you. Uh, I don't know how you and Grace would work it out if you stopped listening to our podcast. It might be a little awkward. How can I visit you for Thanksgiving? Spring <laughs> gone. <Yeah>. Gone. <laughs> Proposal off. Break through the window. Um. Cool. Awesome. Great. So yeah, miss that opportunity. But now y'all know. Foul. Not only does it stand for the Finnish Organization on Worldwide Larceny. It's a pun that is synonymous with birds. Damn it. Okay. Cool. (laughs) You happy now? You think you're better than us? I am. You think you're better? You're not. Okay. You're not. You're trash. Maybe you are. No, you're not. But we're still great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Our listeners are not trash. But anyways, um, so Darkwing Duck, Waterfowl, Fowl, Darkwing Duck. That's the transition for us. We're back on schedule. Yes. Thank you. And again, if you made it even this further into the episode, (laughs) definitely drop a like, share, comment, subscribe, (laughs) and get those notifications. So we are here today. We've got the beautiful news of Grace and Justin's engagement, coupled with the sad news that we are doing our last episode of Darkwing Duck Mm -hmm. for now. But I promise I'm going to end it on um, kind of a lighthearted, a lighthearted episode. Um, There are some crimes obviously going on. It is DW. He is a crime fighter. But a lot of this is more just like fun shenanigans and antics and honestly backstory about DW and one of his uh, one of his more prominent villains in the show. And so I'm going to jump right in. I'll tell you what villain that is when I get to that part of my script, but I'll just jump right in. This episode is from season two. 
uh, episode six if you're watching it on Disney Plus, and it is called Clash Reunion. Clash okay. Reunion. So obviously, class reunion yes. is the pun that they're going for there. And this came out on November 14th in 1992. So one of the later episodes of mm. the show. And so it actually quite well builds off of last week's episode where Grace discussed, uh, you know, Gosselin and Honker mm-hmm. were particip- participating in some elementary art competition, elementary school art competition at the local art museum. Gosselin had the support of what we like to believe were both of her father's Darkwing Duck, her dad's, AKA Drake Mallard, Darkwing Duck, and uh, Launchpad McQuack, AKA Darkwing Duck's sidekick slash stay in, live, live in assistant slash partner partner romantic partner of sorts yes we're gonna say he's a partner other people who are deep into the dwd fan lore and all that also have speculated that they are probably romantically connected at Mm -hmm. least in a way so we're gonna continue playing on that uh theory that a lot of the audience the dw audience has Mm -hmm. and the episode begins on what you know appears to be a pretty calm day in the suburbs of saint canard and we see Gosselin and LP playing a nice game of cards or like some sort of like Monopoly board game okay. at their nice home, at Drake Mallard's home in the suburbs of St. Canard. And they're having fun. Gosselin is clearly like way better at whatever game this is than LP. For <laughs> some reason, like, I immediately assumed it was like poker. That like Gosselin honestly, would be like, we're playing poker. So it might as well have been because LP is so in the red with the, it it is definitely like Monopoly and she's like, oh, you owe me like 600 million for my building on Park at or whatever. And LP is like, I only have $15. So she's she's definitely winning and definitely like, well, okay. In exchange, you can like clean my room and do the dishes and like fix my bike and like all of this stuff. And it's funny. Yeah. Like, whoa, she's controlling her father here, her dad. Um, anyways, So as they're talking, though, about this game, having fun, Drake Mallard, again, the suburban fatherly persona of Darkwing Duck, our waterfowl crime-fighting vigilante. Fowl. Fowl. Yes. (laughs) Um, So DW, he enters the home with just like a handful of mail. And, you know, he's tossing them all to the side, like, oh, another bill, another bill, another bill. But he gets excited and his attention is kind of diverted from the bills when he sees one of the letters is an invitation to his high school reunion. Ooh, Ooh we get to take a blast or look at a blast from the past oh, in DW's yeah. life. Yeah, so this will be fun. In DW, he is very excited to get this invitation. He's like just overcome with nostalgia, excited to tell LP and Gosselin about how cool he was in high school and all of these great stories about how that's really where he like, you know, started the whole Darkwing Duck persona and all of this. And so, you know, they're like in the middle, Gosselin and LP are in the middle of playing their game and DW literally just like slams his yearbook on (laughs) on the board because of course, what a game. What retelling of his youth would it be without a sacred, trusty yearbook to guide mm-hmm. the narrative? So true. 
And so Gosselin and LP are like, oh my God, we do not want to sit through this. They try to like get up and run away. But DW is like, no, 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 no. Sit back down, family. Come on. Let's, <laughs> let me tell you, let this. me tell you how, how cool I was in high school. <laughs> and so DW, he goes on and he's saying, you know, I was friends with all of the cool kids. Number one, he points to a picture, which <laughs> connecting us to last week's episode yet again, mm. he points directly to a pig man, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> oh my was, God, he grow up to be the curator? I'll touch on that in just a second, <laughs> or not okay. a second, but with later in this episode, I'll talk okay. more about this man. His name is Hamilton, aka Ham String, and uh, he is the captain of the football team. And like I said, this is just like a giant pig standing on two legs, like very okay. buff football playing looking guy. I think he's wearing like his little, uh, you know, it's like his football, Letterman. his varsity jacket. Yeah, yeah. Letterman jacket. Um, and then next, DW also points to the picture of Ham's girlfriend, who he claimed to also be very great friends with, Prina Lot. Prina Lot, as okay. in like she preens a lot and like is oh, always fit, okay. yeah. Got and it. I'm pretty sure I think she's a dog. I honestly don't know. Like I don't know. Whatever. I don't want to see what their kids look like. Yeah. Uh, But anyways, she's like a dog with like nice jewelry, long, Mm. I think like brunette hair. She's obviously the popular, like sassy, prissy girl, well off girl at school. So, you know, DW is going on about how he had all of the popular friends, like loved him, thought he was the coolest. And, you know, LP is looking through the yearbook and he gets very excited when he sees DW's picture. Like he does a little giggle, like, whoa, DW, is that you? And points at him and DW, he like turns and looks directly in Launchpad's eyes and like is batting his eyelashes and like (laughs) runs his fingers through his hair. Like I was a fabulously handsome lad, wasn't I? (laughs) And also, and Goss- what does this picture look like? Also, uh, I mean, it wasn't, he was, it was super normal. Like his hair was not well done. It was like, he just had, it, oh, it okay. really was not, I mean, sure. I guess he looked like a door, I guess. I don't know. It was a normal well, picture. Honestly. I wasn't sure it was going to be like, he was actually a super fucking nerd or something. No, no. Okay. So it, at least in the picture, he didn't, it, he just like looked normal. He looked like Darkwing, okay. but with like a teenager's haircut essentially. So okay. I don't know. Just, I guess LP just loves him so much that any picture oh, of him and his youth, amazing. It, it excited him. Yeah. So that's cute. Uh, but Gosselin is like, I don't want to see all my this flirting. So she's like, oh, <laughs> nice hair, dad. Not like. Like yeah, making fun one. of his picture and like, yeah, nip, nipping that, all that stuff in the bud. Yep. Um, and also because she's like, I know he's about to tell us a fucking story. So like, get on with it. Get, yeah, get to it. <laughs> Let's get it going. And so DW, he starts to kind of brag and really in his reminiscing, he's just going on and on about how even at such a young age, he already had these heightened investigative and detective skills and how, you know, all of his classmates were just always so impressed by his deductive reasoning and his analytical thinking. He's just going on and on. Like, I was just on the top of my game. That was, mm. it was just obvious that I was going to become a crime fighter in the world, you know, St. Kennard's greatest detective, even when I was just like a, a mere senior in high school. <laughs> uh-huh. And so we take a little trip in a flashback to yes. DW's high school days. <laughs> yes. 
And we learned some things about him and some of his classmates. Uh-huh. And I will quickly, just very quickly seg or tangent here before I segue into this and say that I was I was a little nervous to do this episode at first, I will admit, because as I noticed, there it's not so much about the crimes as just like the antics and his relationships with some villains that I'll talk about mm. soon, I promise. Interesting, okay. And after my first watch of this episode, I was like, oh, this is kind of hard to do. But something happened in the first few minutes of the episode that made me immediately say, I must cover this episode. Okay. DW in his flashback, he's sitting in a high school classroom and he's uh-huh. wearing striped bell bottoms and this bright orange kind of flowy shirt and like a gold medallion, like clearly it's the 70s. Yep. <laughs> And he turns around in his desk and like sharply starts looking at the classmate behind him. Uh And he says to the classmate, and here is the reason why I chose to do this episode (laughs) and our biggest fan will love this. He says to his classmate, so Lenny, if that is your real name. So 99% of the people watching and or listening to this podcast right now are probably like, what is this? Actually, no, maybe like 70%. Yeah, exactly. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, or if you do not know me and Grace, like personally in real life, you do not know that we have a very dear friend close to us. One of our best friends, her name is Katie Lenart, but we call her Lenny because it's a great mm-hmm. nickname. There are other reasons why we call her that, but suffice it to say, she's known wow. by many as Lenny. She's like the biggest fan of our podcast and also one of our best friends. We've mentioned her before. If I think we talked about her like her last name. week. If, yeah, as GW would say, Lenny, if that is your real name, which obviously <laughs> it's, so it's not, but yeah. Uh, wow. So when he said that, I was like, okay, well now I fucking have to do this Done. episode because there's a character named Lenny in it, so... <laughs> Um, wow. yes. So he looks in Lenny's eyes and I am going to keep saying Lenny several times. <laughs> um, and he's like, you claim the last time you saw your pencil, it was on your book. And Lenny's just kind of like, yeah, like, I don't know why you're investigating this <laughs> shit, you but talking to me, <laughs> why, who are you? <laughs> and, Go here. And DW like is he like cuts him off before Lenny can even say anything. And he's like, but the pencil is no longer on your book, is it? And Lenny like grabs his book closer, like, no. (laughs) And TW is thinking that he has like cracked this case of Lenny's missing pencil. pencil. And so he's like, aha, therefore the pencil must have been stolen. And he takes it on himself to like, full scale start investigating he's saying like you're right it's going to be dangerous solving this I don't know what I'm going to do and meanwhile Lenny has not had a chance to respond to any of this he's just sitting there like I'm just trying to learn math sir excuse me so do you have a pencil I can borrow or not (laughs) yeah I'm like missing crucial parts of this lecture actually uh I'll get to that in a second as well (laughs) so uh he starts actually well no I'll get to that right now (laughs) it's actually a perfect segue the teacher is not in the class and apparently the teacher has left Darkwing or Drake at this point in charge he literally says I forget her name but Mrs. Whomever left me in charge and he starts laughing hysterically Grace like I was (laughs) in this point of laughter yes yeah I was like watching this thinking is Darkwing gonna be the one who becomes the villain I was about to say we talk about every episode that every villain has a path and like a decision point 
that was his decision point that he could have turned towards mm-hmm. being a villain. He turned towards being a hero. Mm-hmm. Because he made the choice. What exactly what he does instead of like bullying people. Well, I guess maybe it's pseudo bullying, but it's bullying for good. He starts like shaking <laughs> down his classmates, right? He's like, where were you last night? How many pencils did you have when you came to school? And like, he oh. isn't letting anyone respond like he just keeps He's moving just like rapid firing <laughs> exactly um and let me just say like this flashback proves that dw was probably a piece of work as a teenager i oh, yeah. do not envy his parents whatsoever mm-hmm. um and so you know dw he continues on you know recounting his high school days like yes i was such a great investigator as he is trying to show <laughs> gosselin and lp i don't i don't know if they're buying it but he says that, you know, he had his popular friends like Ham and Prina, but that he was even popular with science nerds like a kid by the name of Elmo Sputterspark. That is quite the name. Quite the name. I love it. And well, it is quite the name. So as GW is talking about Elmo, Gosselin interrupts him like, whoa, 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 whoa. Stop talking. And she grabs a pen. And she starts to draw little goggles over Elmo's face and his picture in the yearbook. Uh DW is initially fucking pissed. Apparently this yearbook is like a Bible to him. He literally straight up threatens to throw Gosselin in the pit of the eternal flame. Like I quote unquote, that's what he says. Like, have you heard the story about the young girl who gets thrown in the pit of the eternal flame for defacing her father's yearbook? Oh my God. Uh, your high school library probably still has a copy of one somewhere if not a few copies i'm sure you can buy a new one and even if not it's one fucking picture in all of of these pages yeah it's elmo fucking sputter spark who cares yeah um and actually as we'll find out it's a very good thing that goslin did this Because as she draws these goggles over this seemingly random classmate who DW claims to have been at least kind of friends with, or at least admired by, Mm -hmm. she says, dad, don't you recognize this guy? And DW is like, oh my God, you're right. That's my nemesis, Megavolt. Now. So DW just finds out randomly because his daughter was doodling like, oh, wow, I actually went to high school with my greatest nemesis. Oh, my God. (laughs) Amazing. And so at the beginning of this of today's overall podcast episode, we mentioned that there are just so many amazing villains in Darkwing Duck who we will definitely want to come back in the future to cover. And another reason, like the second reason why, two of three reasons why I really had to do this episode, I'll get to the third reason at the very end, um, was because Megavolt actually is like a very prominent villain in the overall Darkwing Duck series. And I was like, ooh, we can't get through an arc without covering him. Because he's in a lot of episodes. Yeah. And so when I saw, I was like, okay, well, I think I'm doing the last the last of our Darkwing arc. So I'll just, <laughs> let me get a Megavolt episode yeah, in like here. And it, yeah, exactly. And it, it worked out pretty well. Because this actually is also the story that tells how Megavolt got his powers. Ooh, so, cool. yeah. So it's, it's an origin story for Megavolt. And just also a great uh, characterization of him, mm. I think, in general. So let's briefly discuss Megavolt, who, as I said, 
very big character in the Darkwing Duck uh, show, and I believe also in the comics, as mm-hmm. his, we've discussed the comics in the past. Go for <laughs> it. Last time. Yeah. And his, so his alter ego slash normal name is Elmo. Elmo Sputter Spark. Yes. Okay. That's cool. how he started. And I will explain how and why he turned into Megavolt uh, okay. in just a moment. Okay. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Excellent. But <laughs> before I jump into his story, I just real quick have to do like a shout out, <laughs> lol, as if the dude I'm about to shout out is listening or even knows that we exist, but I just have to get my nerdy like animation loving hat on for a second. Megavolt is voiced by a literal living legend in the voice acting world. If you're big on like researching who voices characters and animation, then you might recognize this name. But even if you don't, I'll explain. He is voiced by a man named Dan Castellaneta. Dan Castellaneta is famous for voicing Homer Simpson, Abe Simpson, Krusty the Clown, and other major voices in The Simpsons. Oh, whoa. Grandpa Phil and Hey Arnold, the robot devil in Futurama. That's the one I knew him from. Yes. Dairy Murbles in Parks and Recreation, a.k.a. Thoughts for Your Thoughts, the NPR radio host in Pawnee, Indiana. Yes. And just like various voices in Tailspin, Tiny Toon Adventures, Ah Real Monsters, Dexter's Lab, Powerpuff Girl, Kim Possible. Just I can go on and on and on. This dude has been in so many shows and is just such an awesome actor. So when I heard his voice, um, I immediately was like, oh my God, I know this voice. Because he uses his Krusty the Clown voice essentially for Megavolt. Oh my so God. If you've never, okay, so if you've never. It's amazing. So if you've wow. never watched Darkwing Duck, but you have watched The Simpsons, imagine Krusty the Clown when I'm like talking about this guy. And if you that's haven't the watched The Simpsons, but you are familiar with Darkwing Duck, that's what Krusty the Clown from The Simpsons also sounds like. That so is yeah. So funny. Also, I just I'm, had to shout that out. <laughs> I know you did Homer's voice just because at like the credits of the Simpsons at the end, yeah. like after Matt's name, like his is the next one. But I didn't know that he did all, even in the Simpsons, that he yeah. did like Krusty's voice and stuff. And those were just the top three. He does more. Like I'm pretty sure he's Barney as well. Ooh, wow. Um, and he's some other, he's, he just is just like various Everything. background voices, but I just pulled like literally the top three. I knew that he was Krusty and Homer. I didn't know he was Abe, Abe. though. So I was like, oh, I have yeah. to fucking throw that in too. Oh, yeah. Um, so me just totally like fangirling over one of these prolific uh, voice actors who happens to also be in this amazing show as well. So add that to the list of Dan yeah. Castellaneta, uh, amazing works of arts. Yeah. Um, and if you're watching this tweet or, you know, IG at him with yeah. me talking about him, yeah, <laughs> tag him. we please. love you tag him. So anyway, enough about that little shout out. <laughs> Let's talk about the character he's actually voicing in uh, Darkwing Duck. Megavolt. So or Elmo Sputter Spark, as I will introduce mm-hmm. him initially. So this guy, if you're familiar with real world comics, he seems to be pretty much inspired by Electro from the Spider-Man comics, who is just this like electrically charged villain, can like manipulate static electricity, can like shoot it out of his hands and all of that. But before he gets his powers, he's just this like short kind of lanky, like skinny, like has long hair and 
oversized clothes kind of little high schooler and he's actually got a lot of heart for being you know so nerdy and small um Mm -hmm. he tries to fight back anytime whenever he is bullied because ham and prina they're actually like major assholes yeah they're assholes to like everybody it shows um but specifically to him like they bully him just to oblivion Mm -hmm. and he actually again he tries to fight back because he's I mean he's initially a pacifist saying like come on guys like do we really have to do this but then Mm -hmm. ham will keep pushing him and then he'll be like fine then let's go and then he'll just get shoved in a trash can yeah. yeah so he's got heart but he has no fighting ability or size whatsoever to actually protect himself. Yeah. Now though, as an adult, this is Elmo, but now as an adult, as Megavolt, as an evil villain, essentially. And he's a mouse, right? I think so. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Maybe a rat. I don't know if he like actually has, he's a rodent of sorts, either a mouse or a rat. Thank you for adding that in there. Yeah. Um, So now he's a little bit taller, still very lanky, but he's bald now because all of the electrical, essentially he's constantly electrocuting himself. So he just has like these couple of wisps of hair and he's got like these askew eyebrows and like one of his eyes is all twitchy and like small while the other is big because he's just like constantly (laughs) being like shocked and electrocuted. Yeah. Um, And he's got like, he wears like a bodysuit with this electrical outlet kind of like on his chest and goggles and gloves and stuff maybe a helmet too I don't I can't quite remember if he's got a helmet but Mm -hmm. yeah he he just he looks still very nerdy um and just like kind of like strung out or just like someone who (laughs) has just like been constantly being electrocuted for like 30 years because he has been Um, and so on one hand, we see that Darkwing is very excited to get this invitation to the high school reunion, Mm. but then the scene shifts to Megavolt and he's like, and this is Megavolt, you know, in the Darkwing Duck present. So as a villain, as an adult, Mm. and he's like anxiously pacing around his room and like his evil hideout or whatever, like holding this invitation, freaking out, like, oh my God, why me? I can't go to my high school reunion because I don't have anything to wear. Oh my God. And he's like saying that, why was I made to suffer so? Like, dude, oh, you're, you're a super mall. villain. Yeah, and go to the mall. I'm sure that right. you have stolen enough money from someone to right. go get like a new sports coat. Go to right. the mall. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. And so meanwhile, He's like, in one hand, he's holding this invitation. And in the other hand, Megavolt is holding um, a light bulb. And poor dude. And I'm going to explain it throughout this episode. But truly, his powers have really taken a toll on his mind and on his brain. He is literally mentally. Yeah. He's having a full on conversation with this light bulb. Like he's asking it for help and he's like talking back to it. And he's like, you're right. I'll wear the jumpsuit and the battery gloves and the helmet. You're right. I'll go to the reunion. He's like having this like cool on conversation. I shouldn't laugh at that either, but like that's very funny, but also like. Sad. 
it yeah, is, like a psychological yeah. like yeah. profile of what 30 years of electroshock therapy does to you. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to be that awful person and point out all of these moments. In the episode. I mean, so please it'll, do. Get, it'll get sadder. Some of them are very funny and are the third reason, as I mentioned before, why I decided <laughs> I to, do, to this. do this episode. <laughs> so good, good. I'm glad you did. Yes. So he, Megavolt, you know, he decides, okay, I'm going to go to this reunion because the light bulb has now told me what to wear. And he grabs a yearbook off of his bookshelf. <laughs> well, I love how all of them had their yearbooks on the ready. I, yeah. I don't have a year. I don't even have a yearbook here. Yeah, like, mine's, I don't know. I think, yeah, mine up. is it's not exactly. Here. Yeah. Mine is in the closet probably of like some in a box at the top shelf of some closet in my old bedroom at my mom's house. Anyway. So he starts thinking back just as Darkwing was reminiscing through his yearbook, Elmo slash Megavolt starts reminiscing as well. Mm -hmm. And he recalls that unforgettable day, quote unquote, in either June or January. It was very different times. Very, very unforgettable. Uh, <laughs> when his entire world, again, his state of mind, unfortunately, yeah, a little fried, uh, when his entire world turned upside down. And he tells us that school was out at this period. So it was either in June because it was summertime or January oh, sometime after school. Yeah. Or January winter break or sometime mm-hmm. like, I don't know, after school, whatever. And although school was out, Elmo was still working hard in the science lab, tra- trying out new experiments and like new hypotheses, essentially with static electricity. And essentially, he was trying to prove the fools in the science club, as he says, wrong. (laughs) (laughs) They did not believe in his theories and whatnot. And so he kept like trying to up the ante on his experiments, which essentially is him like running on a treadmill that's coated in carpet so that he can like generate a bunch of friction. (laughs) And meanwhile, Uh all of these papers from the lab are kind of like floating around and sticking on to him. Uh Uh-oh. And as his experiment progressed and actually was like showing some progress of all people or animals, Ham and Prina walk in like, what what the fuck are are you doing doing there? Yeah. What are you doing in a lab? What are you doing at school? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like I get it. Like Elmo doesn't have friends. So he's here after school working on his experiments. Like he's actually doing things in the name of science. Right. Like, Ham and Prina are probably like literally, like literally dicking around at school. He's like, what are you (laughs) doing there? They're like, no one's in this lab. (laughs) Oh shit. Elmo's in here. Um, And (laughs) nerds. Awesome. And so Ham immediately starts making fun of this carpet treadmill contraption that Elmo is running on. Yeah. Typical bully. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, but Elmo tries to explain his experiment to these just fabulously dim-witted individuals <laughs> uh, who don't give a shit about what he's yeah, saying probably. Give a shit about him or understand and literally they say that like he's going through explaining what's happening and ham is just like yeah i still don't get it but as an athlete i can tell you're not you're not running hard enough honey so ham literally gets duct tape tapes almost hands to this treadmill cranks the speed on the treadmill all the way up while Prina's just like laughing and like encouraging it like yeah hot like turn it up faster tie him up blah 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 Mm." 
God. and they just leave. <gasps> they leave him to like run on. The, okay, and this is false imprisonment. If Elmo <laughs> had parents, if Elmo had parents who could afford a good lawyer, they would be immediately suing him, suing Prina yeah. and Ham in civil court for false imprisonment. This is definitely being held somewhere against your will and a uncomfortable and and non-consensual, dangerous way. So I guess this is technically our first, it's not a crime, I guess, but it's a civil charge, but this is our first like legal, illegal action. Yes. Yes. uh, Here today. And they're going to keep a coming. Let me tell you, this is just one of many false imprisonments. I feel so bad for Elmo right now and kind of Mm -hmm. for Megavolt, just knowing who he becomes with the, just, I know it's yeah. And and yeah, I had never seen this episode until I wrote this up and I've seen other episodes with Megavolt and I'm like, God, that dude's fucking crazy. What's his problem? But now we're getting a backstory and yeah, I'm feeling kind of bad for him. And you mentioned it earlier, and I know we mentioned it in like all of our DW episodes, but we'll see. There's a line. There's a point Mm. where he he'll have his he'll have his exactly uh, his crossroads that he has to navigate through. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, Ham and Prina, they leave the lab. Elmo, poor boy, running at full speed, frantically, like huffing and puffing out of Mm -hmm. breath. Hopefully he doesn't like break a wrist or fall yeah. and hurt himself or just who die like cardiac right. arrest. I don't yeah. know. He's obviously not in great shape, nerd. Yeah. <laughs> and as he's doing it though, all of these papers, like they're still flying onto him. This light bulb that he's trying to turn on by running on the treadmill starts like flickering Ooh. and just all this stuff is happening in the lab and it's Ooh. getting super intense. And like a shock from the light bulb, like blasts him off of this treadmill and he just slams essentially his back into a wall and kind of like falls over for a second. Uh And he is, he like wakes up and is very disoriented. Um, But he's also extremely committed to science. (laughs) He's like, wow, that was terrible. But actually fascinating from a scientific viewpoint. Yeah, like this man is committed. Yeah, Yeah, damn. He's committed to the research. So instead of like, yeah, seeking medical Medical attention, (laughs) he is like, he's like, I need to call the Journal of Static Electricity immediately to like share these findings. My favorite. This is a very niche field in the world of science. (laughs) Yeah, they have all great sorts of publications in that journal I imagine (laughs) yeah uh but before he can get to the phone he's like reaching for the door handle so that he can leave the lab and get to the nearest phone but as he touches the door handle he gets like viciously and violently shocked and electrocuted just like this blast of of blue electricity shoots out from the door and gets him and it actually looks very painful and scary like he's like frozen there and immediately his hair like turns to an afro (laughs) hilarious uh yeah and his eyes like immediately get twitchy and you see like oh well that's where the twitchy eyes came (laughs) from oh there's that um and he learns that as a result of this you know false imprisonment slash experiment gone wrong he's now able to blast beams of electricity 
out of his hands. Mm. And he kind of learns that like, not just from touching the doorknob, like that's the initial like, whoa, that shouldn't have happened. But (laughs) because the doorknob shocked him, like both physically and I guess psychologically, like, yeah, that wasn't supposed to happen. He's angry. And he like, just kind of points at the doorknob, like you stupid door and blows up the entire fucking door by like shooting electricity. Yeah. So after he shoots the door, he then is like testing his limits of his powers and just like starts shooting anything and everything he can see in the lab, just blowing stuff up left and right. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Positive. And so (laughs) I just said it briefly, but remember how we we often talk about this. Like there's typically a point where villains, they have this moment of choosing Uh whether they want to use their powers for good or for evil before just full-fledged becoming a villain and being like backed into that corner. Yeah. There is none of that for Elmo. There is no. (laughs) Oh, there's no crossroads. There is only one road ever. There is one road ever. To be fair, maybe there was like a little access road that took you like back to the trail. main road where he was like for a split second uh, before he decided to use his powers to lay revenge on those who tormented him. Oh he at first was like, oh, hey, I can use these parties to entertain people at cocktail parties. How fun. And then literally like a millisecond later, he's like, oh, wait, no, fuck that. I'm gonna get back yeah he's like no it literally is like two seconds that he thinks oh I could be entertaining oh wait no I'll torture the people who have tormented me all of these years and Megavolt is literally born in that very minute like yeah in that second so it's like one minute after he was falsely imprisoned a villain is born yikes okay yeah and so from there the episode we leave Megavolt's memories and we go back to see DW and LP and Gosselin recounting DW's high school days and their lovely home in the suburbs and DW is like kind of like face palm like how the fuck did I not realize that truly though Elmo yeah right like yeah greatest detective my ass Um, (laughs) right because and it gets even more embarrassing for DW he says that literally the same day that Elmo Sputterspark disappeared was the day that Megavolt made his first appearance. Like, not only do they look exactly alike, but you've never seen them in the same room at the same time. And you <laughs> knew he was probably doing experiments with static electricity. Yeah, or at he least was too he focused. was like a science nerd, you know? <laughs> right, he was too focused on Lenny's pencil. <laughs> you know, I would be focused on Lenny's pencil too, <laughs> as I was in algebra two junior year in high school. <laughs> Trying to <laughs> with, take Lenny's with pencil. With the real world, Lenny. Lenny, give me your pencil. I need it. She's like, shut up. And then she's the one who gets in trouble, not me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a funny insight. Actually, yeah, I would never get in trouble in class, and she would, even though I was always the one actually talking. Yeah, anyway, anyway. <laughs> yes. So, DW, he recalls this first appearance from Megavolt back when they were in high school. And it happened to be, sorry, sore subject, but it happened to be at the senior prom. (laughs) (laughs) We will not go into prom (laughs) on this podcast for certain reasons. Yes, which, you know, I almost, another reason why I almost didn't want to do this episode is Mm. because it's like, oh, we've already kind of done like a prom slash flashback to high school thing with Scooby. Yes, but 
exactly. All these reasons why I said that I did choose to do it definitely outweighed all of that. So suffice it to say, though, DW remembering this prom night attack from Megavolt, this was the day that Drake says he created the Darkwing Duck persona. Wow. Pretty sure with the costume that I believe he stole from like the theater department, he just was like putting on. Yeah. It's like the same uh, costume. I thought that at first, but after I rewatched it and was like looking closer, I, I think it is different. It was like definitely okay. the inspiration for his current outfit, but okay. it had like more frills and was more like Victorian-esque or whatever Amazing. than his current. Yeah, it was it Good. was hilarious. Um, and this fight, this battle, it ended very quickly. You know, he swoops in very quickly, gets Megavolt out of there. And instantly, like the whole high school class is like, oh my God, Darkwing Duck, let's go. New superhero. This dude's awesome. And he's able to like kind of sneak out the back of the auditorium and put back on his Drake Mallard clothes and sneak back Mm -hmm. in like, oh, I must have missed something. What happened? Um, Oh my God. But I'll also say there is one very funny line. in this first attack, this prom night attack that again, showcasing just the fragility of Megavolt's mind and already how even in his first day as the supervillain, he's already clearly lost a lot of brain cells or just the electrocution is going to his mind. It is funny, but I'm sorry, it is also sad. So Megavolt, he's straight up torturing Ham Um, I think he's like electrocuting him. He's got him like trapped in this electric bubble of sorts. And he's saying things like all is lost. No one can save you now. And like laughing maniacally. And then he says, that's it. Your chemistry. uh, I mean, math or phys ed. Oh, no, 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 no. no. History. That's it. Your history. (laughs) <laughs> he goes through all these all classes. classes. <laughs> yeah. so okay, like, that is pretty um, good. No, yeah, it's it's very funny. Um, it's just also very sad. Like one yes. hour in, and it does it again. Already. If you if you've watched other episodes with Megavolt without you know seeing his backstory, it explains so much because he's always doing like he has these weird memory lapses. Yeah, and like these breaks with reality, and you're like, why? What is wrong? Why am I crazy? Yeah, like I mean, I guess he is just crazy, but I don't know. But now we know. It's like no, this dude again, as you mentioned, yeah. has just been electric shock therapying himself for like twenty to thirty. 30 years straight yeah. every day. Yeah, it's, not, it's not good. It's not good. Do not do this, folks who enjoy uh, brain cells. <laughs> so DW is convinced after, you know, retelling the tale of Megavolt's prom night attack that Elmo is going to strike again. And this time he's going to ruin Uh-oh. the class reunion. And Darkwing is way too excited to have this reunion ruined Uh, so he vows to prevent any harm saying that you know or drake i should say vows to prevent any harm by saying that darkwing duck will be there to have a little reunion with megavolt himself mm. so dw lp and goslin who was actually supposed to be staying at home lol but like snuck out and followed them there <laughs> like no babysitter like no. yeah i guess that's the other thing or there is a babysitter who's just terrible just like probably asleep on the couch while yeah, Goslin was like roping out of the window oh, for sure total badass um anyway so the trio the family they arrive at this reunion and i will note that adorably lp he actually changes clothes for this he's got on like a 
sports coat. It's so it's all the same color scheme, like a yellowish beige, like button down yeah. and a brown tie and a brown sports coat. Wait, so it's and like up. it's I know it's so cute. And Darkwing has on like a nice uh purple jacket with a blue bow tie. So like oh, they're all it's so cute. They're so really precious. I know it's like, oh my god, LP actually put on a different outfit once. Yeah. Um, but after like almost immediately after entering the reunion, Drake runs into Ham, a grown-up Ham. As I mentioned, perhaps this is a connection between uh your last episode and this episode, where uh yeah, Ham, he's all he's you know, a little slimmed down now from his bulky football playing days in high school, and he's got on a nice business suit. And uh, he shares with uh, Darkwing that he is now the vice president of the Colossal Cosmetics Company. Cool. I don't know. Maybe he got fed up with his art curating job and was like, you know. He took a lot of heat for arresting a nine-year-old. So yeah, and for having, goals. you know, having horrible security in the museum. Yeah. He's like, dude, you're not good at this job. Go somewhere else. Yeah. So he went to the only place that would hire him, his wife's company, aka Prina Lot. Yeah. They are still mm. together, and she is the president of the Colossal Cosmetics Company. Got it. And also this bitch, this terrible woman. This, and actually, if she's a dog, I can call her bitch without feeling it's bad. Just accurate. Because it's just accurate. This bitch, she is still encouraging and like rewarding Ham's violent, clearly violent and abusive behavior. Oh, no. Like, I will admit, when Ham first sees DW, at first he's like, it's like the jokingly rough, like, hey man, yeah. punch you on the shoulder. What's How up? you doing? Like, he's actually yeah. kind of nice to him and is like, no, genuinely asking, hey how are you? How are things going? Like, let's catch up. And then Prina comes in like, like flip his beak, Ham, like hit him. And Ham gets excited, like, okay, cool. And just like punches him because Prina tells him to like, Um, (laughs) what? Not cool. To make her even more of a bitch. Uh She walks up to DW um, totally unsolicited and is like, how does it feel to know that I can crush you like a bug financially? And she's like bragging about her status and her net worth. Again, like, bitch, ain't no one in here asking about you. No, no one's impressed. No one is impressed. Damn. Yeah, so she, she is sucks. awful. She's literally, she's worse than Ham, which yeah, is saying something because Ham is the one like literally physically abusing people. Yeah, damn. So Gosselin also sees this, which must be embarrassing to see your dad get like hit and then, you know, yeah, ridiculed by some random annoying woman. And she's like calling his bluff like, "Uh, I thought that they admired you in high school. Looks like you were actually bullied. And dear listeners and viewers, this is where I say that I hid the ball. In fact, DW's... (laughs) Of course. In fact, DW's memories, they're not as rosy as he portrayed them to be. You see, I left out some details when I was, uh, you know, kind of recapping his investigation Uh of Lenny's missing pencil before. It turns out that those classmates were actually super fucking annoyed with him interrogating them, which makes sense. And it turns out that he thought it would be cool to try to hypnotize people into telling the truth about what happened to Lenny's pencil. Oh, okay. But instead of actually hypnotizing other people, he didn't 
quite know how to use the medallion and it was facing him. So he hypnotized himself. And so then he kind of got made fun of and his whole class then started calling him Drake the dweeb. And actually even Elmo Sputterspark was bullying Drake the dweeb. Oh, damn. So he was not actually like admired and respected the way that he acted like. And Gosselin kind of breaks this all down and exposes it just in this one moment of seeing Ham and Prina bully him. Because it's like, really? I don't think that your friends from high school would be shitting on. Yeah, they wouldn't do that. I understand joking around with your friends, but that was a little much. Aggressive. So yeah, we learned that DW actually has some self-confidence issues and mm. he's got all of these actually pretty sad memories about his high school years and how mm. he was not the cool, you know, detective, analytically advanced guy who he acted like he was. Mm-hmm. But anyway, DW's like, okay, whatever, ignoring you. I'm yeah. on the lookout for Megavolt. <laughs> like a more important thing. Exactly. Stop exposing me for my past traumas. <laughs> I'm trying to fight some crime here. Damn it. But several hours go by. They're waiting. Like literally, it's like, I think it's like six hours later. <laughs> and and <laughs> DW's so still just like, yeah. DW's like, okay, he'll be here any minute now. Right, I know Megavolt's gonna show up. Uh-huh. Um but it turns out actually the whole time they just weren't like using their eyes. He was actually just at Megavolt was at the hors d'oeuvres table. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> and like just attending the reunion normally. <laughs> just hanging out. Yeah. And L- LP actually says hi to him like, oh, hey, Megavolt. And he's like, oh, hi. And then it's almost like Megavolt remembers why he's there. And he's like, oh, yeah. And he like hops up onto the auditorium stage and is like yelling, all right, everyone, I'm going to destroy the school and all of you with it. You know the drill. <laughs> and like everyone just starts panicking. <laughs> like this dude is just crazy. It's so, it's sad, but also funny. Um, this poor guy. I love Megavolt now, though, after this episode. Yeah, say so, after this like backstory, like, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 pretty great. And so DW, he springs into action and he starts to fight Megavolt. And the crowd disperses. They all like exit the auditorium. But Prina and Ham are like, oh, let's stay back so we can watch DW in action. Like, we want to see him kick Megavolt's ass again. That was so exciting when it happened at prom. Mm. But while this battle with DW, LP, Megavolt, and Gosselin, like of straight course. up Gosselin is in it, y'all. Like, Damn, she, girl. She's like, <laughs> let's get this to that. <laughs> um, so as this fight's going on, Megavolt is actually able to yank DW's mask off of his face. Oh no. Exposing his identity to Prina and Ham and oh, no. to Megavolt as well. And as I mentioned before, Darkwing Duck, aka Drake Mallard, has some self-confidence issues because he was known as Drake the Dweeb in high school. He was not as cool as uh, he wanted everyone nowadays to think he was. So once they see, once everyone in there sees that it's actually Drake Mallard under this mask, the fight immediately stops and Prina, Ham, and Elmo just start like 
dying from laughter. I mean, they spring into immediate bullying mode. They're like, oh my God, are you fucking kidding me? Drake Mallard's been putting on a mask and a costume and running around town all this time. It's been Drake the dweeb. Are you serious? And first I'll say, listen, obviously Prina and Ham are like, they admire Darkwing because they wanted to see him kick Megavolt's ass. Megavolt has had many a plan thwarted by Darkwing Duck in the past. So he knows DW is not someone to be fucked with. Yeah. Yet they are still making fun of this guy for running around in a costume, trying Uh to be someone he's not. Yes. And very sadly, DW goes into a straight like traumatic shock like fetal position hides behind a table and just like essentially starts like crying and like holding himself like oh my god they know who I am I'm a loser it's like high school all over again yeah it's very sad there's a lot of like essentially the theme of this episode is that high school is hell y'all all All right (laughs) because all these people are getting just ridiculously bullied and having horrible memories uh from their high school experiences so Megavolt, he's like laughing at how Darkwing or Drake Mallard now is just like crying in the corner. And then he kind of like snaps back to reality, like, oh yeah, that's right. I'm supposed to be attacking this place. Oh <laughs> so then he continues torturing Ham and Prina. He like traps them in another, you know, sort of electric bubble uh-huh. and kidnaps them, takes them out of the auditorium while Damn. DW is still like freaking out, just trying to, re- yeah, traumatize, like trying to recollect himself after this just very embarrassing <laughs> event. Yeah. And so... Gosselin and LP, you know, the supportive family they are, they come in and they're trying to like hype him back up. Like, it's okay, DW. Like, all you need to do is find another baddie to take down. Like, we'll, we'll find someone else causing a crime you. out there. We love you. Let's like get in our awesome duck plane and we'll find someone, some evildoer to thwart and you'll, you'll get your mojo back. You'll be back. Yeah. And so they're in their plane. They're flying over St. Canard. They're looking for whatever they can find to help hype up DW. But he's still just like totally self-deprecating. Like, I'm worthless. I'm wasting my time doing this. Like, I need to just give up the Darkwing Duck mantle. Like, no one's going to take me seriously anymore now that they know that it's just Drake the Dweeb under this mask. But... As he's in the middle of all of this self-doubt and whatnot, they fly over a warehouse that is just like straight up like electrically charged and is like turning blue. A little sus. I wonder who's inside. I really wonder. (laughs) Yep. So they know, obviously, Megavolt's got to be in this warehouse and they're like, well, you know, we were already kind of trying to take Megavolt out. So I guess let's just take him here. out instead of fine. And we're here. We're so in the neighborhood. Just, <laughs> might as well land right <laughs> in front of this warehouse in this giant <laughs> duck-shaped plane. Um, but, you know, they get out of the plane, or at least LP and Goslin get out of the plane, and they're trying to get DW out of the plane as well. But he's still just not feeling it. He's like... <sighs> He's still having this like bout of depression, just really not wanting. He just wants to go home, honestly, at this point. Mm. He's like, no, I'm like, I don't want to be here. And LP, it's so cute. He's like, oh, that's all right, man. Like, here, 
we'll go inside. We'll get this bad guy. And you just sit this one out. You take all the time you yeah. need. We'll be back in a minute. And it's so funny because he, he keeps saying we, as in like fully letting you know, like I'm going to take your nine-year-old, nine-year-old. daughter in this warehouse to help me fight this With super villain. We'll be right back, honey. Stay calm. <laughs> <laughs> Goslin's with me. She already was in the fight, so we're gonna bring her to this like, yeah, fight too. Yeah, we know our our the episodes we've covered so far in our Darkwing Duck arc has yep. established that Goslin, yeah, she ain't to be fucked with either. She yep. knows how to fight. She can yep. she can take care of herself. Um, so they get into this warehouse and they, they sneak in, and we see Megabolt just like pushing all of these buttons and pulling these levers mm-hmm. on this crazy contraption that is connected to a giant light bulb and inside of the light bulb he's got ham and prina like tied up mm. and um <sighs> here we go again with another unfortunate mental break from reality oh no as he's preparing the machine you know to torture these people he's going through saying like yes you know finally gonna get my comeuppance all this stuff and then he just like straight up forgets who he is and like what he's doing like he's like wait whoa who am i am i a janitor what was i doing again like he like yeah and he just like stops and steps back and he's like actually like wrestling with himself like oh my god what is it what am i doing where Huh? And like, meanwhile, LP and Goslin, as, as Megavolt is having this break with the reality, LP and Goslin are able to sneak up to this giant light bulb and get Prina and Ham out. Mm. LP being a fucking idiot again, though, as they're sneaking out, he's like, You're a super villain. <laughs> oh my God, LP. <laughs> Kindly, though, Megavolt thanks him for jogging his memory <laughs> and then traps them all. Of course. <laughs> immediately. Of after. course. Wow. So now we've got LP, Gosselin, uh, Ham, and Prina all being held hostage in this warehouse by Megavolt. And they're all inside of this giant light bulb, which happens also to be on a platform, a platform that, you know, can like elevate, you know, you pull a lever mm. and it like raises up through this skylight in the warehouse. Um because you see, it turns out that Megavolt wants the entire city of St. Canard straight up see him murder these people. Like he is truly trying to make a point here. What that point is, I don't, I guess sure. don't bully me. Don't bully me Got or it. don't jog my memory if you're LP and Gosselin. I don't know. Right. Don't remind um, me that I was bullied. Yeah, I guess. Don't, I guess. don't make me remember my high school days. I don't want to do yeah. it. So he explains to the hostages that by the time the light that they're trapped inside of reaches its full brightness, they will be turned into nothing but four little smears of soot. So again, straight up going to kill these four, Murder. murder them so that the entire city, excuse me, can see. Yikes. And now DW, he sees this. He's in the plane still, but he looks up and notices this giant light bulb that raises up over the warehouse. And he's like, okay, I see my daughter and my sidekick slash partner up in there (laughs) locked up. I need to get it together. I am a superhero. I don't need a mask to save my friends and family. I can do this. 
So he, you can do it, DW, you can do it. And he is nervous at first, but he, he finally, he gets, he, he gets his stones back and um, <laughs> he gets up on the roof of the warehouse and, you know, very brief, quick fight with, uh, with Megavolt up there. Um, but there is another funny line that I, where did I put it? Okay. <laughs> yes. And this is like one of my last three lines. Um, and this is the line, the Megavolt line that made me do this episode other than the other things I said before, but this was the one. As they're battling, Megavolt has yet another break with reality. And he says, you know, like he's able to knock DW off of uh, the roof but DW, he like, he doesn't actually fall off the building. He like is able to grab onto something or like land on a platform below. And once DW is like very, very briefly, temporarily out of the picture, Megavolt is like, at last, at last, I'll get rid of those meddling kids and their nosy dog. Whoa, wrong cartoon. <laughs> Podcast over. Done. That's the best thing I've ever heard. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. Grace, when I fucking like heard, I threw my phone down and like stood up. Like, I don't care how hard this episode is to retell. I don't care if I honestly just like straight up retell the episode and don't do any like wild speculation or anything. I just have to do this episode to get these few awesome lines in. I am unwell. And he literally says, whoa, wrong cartoon. Like that was all in the quote. He like looks at the camera briefly like, whoa, wrong cartoon. And then like goes back to his evil laughing. And then again, just imagine this in Krusty the Clown's voice. (laughs) Like that raspy, gruffy, like maniacal, like craze kind of like voice. Yeah. My God, um, there is nothing that could have prepared me for this information. Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, wow. that's like the last Megavolt line. After that, DW, he, um, it turns out that he fell just like on a lower portion of the roof where there were actually a bunch of like buckets and vats of rubber cement stored coincidentally. Okay. So he just like takes one of those buckets and like essentially throws it on Megavolt to, I guess, that that there's no static Stop electricity in. that can pass through rubber cement. Why well, you chose on a science show. episode? Lately. I don't. I don't. That one I did not research. Lenny, come on our show and tell us how rubber cement works and interacts with electricity. Um, <laughs> in the Darkwing Duck universe, it suppresses it, so he essentially can't use his powers anymore. And um, yeah, that's it. So then DW, he's able to get Prina and Ham. He shouldn't have saved Prina and Ham. Yeah, they should have stayed did. there. Yeah, and his family, LP and uh, Goslin, he unties them all, gets them all out of this giant light bulb. But remember, they know his ID now, and he cannot have this. So he whips back out his handy-dandy hypnotizing medallion, and he knows that he has been practicing since high school, and he will not exactly he will not fuck it up again. And so he hypnotizes Ham and Prina telling them, you know, uh, Drake Mallard is not Darkwing Duck. He's actually just like the super cool, awesome guy who you should totally be friends with, who, you know, (laughs) coolest guy around. Um, But I will lastly note, very last line here, and I guess ending it again on another Megavolt break with reality. Mm. Um, They do not hypnotize Megavolt. 
And this is because Megavolt is in the background, like covered in rubber cement, just saying like, finally, after all these years, I know who Darkwing Duck is. It's Elmo Sputterspark. And then oh, he like no. stops for a second, like, oh, no, 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 it's not Elmo. It's Hamstring. Yeah. And yeah, that's how the episode ends. We don't see him get arrested or anything, but um I'm going to guess he's in a psych ward and not in the prison for the criminally I'm, untalented. I'm going to guess he's breaking out of the psych ward. <laughs> Probably. And we will definitely see Megavolt again. Or maybe yes. not. This is the last season of Darkwing Duck, so I don't know if this was his last appearance. <laughs> yeah, but he comes up a lot. Um, yes, and boom. And so that, ladies wow. and gentlemen, we ended our Darkwing Duck uh, arc with a background analysis on one of his most prominent wow. villains, Megavolt. I hope you all enjoyed. Great job. Goodbye. I do not Log remember off. the episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> um, yeah, I have no recollection of that in any part of my memory bank. So like, this is all new uh, backstory information and like, uh, thank God for the very funny lines. And like, mm-hmm. obviously I don't want to um, say that our episodes that dealt with like, you know, murdering 24 shesh agents or anything like that like weren't dark or anything but like yeah watch it. it feels different of like oh we just hear about it type of thing versus like watching a character's very sad break with reality is like a yeah. different type of darkness uh, yes yes thank this wasn't the murdery gory violent type of dark this, yeah. this was yeah this actually was sad both from yeah. the perspective of dw and from elmo aka um Megavolt, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I found when I was writing some of his little lines in there, I was like, should I do this? I don't want to seem like I'm laughing at this, but, but then that it's last a cartoon. Line. I know that the Scooby-Doo one at that point, that is- it was literally when there was a character named Lenny. That was the first thing where I was like, okay, uh-huh. I'm going to hang on it. here. Let's, let's, yeah. <laughs> let's keep it going. And then with the Scooby-Doo line, I was like, like okay, absolutely. Done. That solidifies it. And then, yes, Marvelous. just seeing seeing his uh, his descent into madness. And, you know, yeah. again, he had options for a split second. He was like, I could He's, be entertaining a cocktail party. Nope, I'm evil. Like, Plow through. <laughs> yep, exactly. Never looked back. He you want to feel bad for him. <laughs> yeah, because his eye was twitching too much. <laughs> yeah, way too much. Um, wow, yeah. great job. Thank that was you. a good uh, Darkwing one to end on for now. Again, yeah. we'll for probably now. come back to Darkwing. It's yes. so good. Yes, it yeah. is. Just a wonderful show. I love the writers. Um, yeah, love to see they come back. are incredible. Yeah. 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 Wow, good job. But... Thank you. Uh, Until then, though, well, I I guess I'll say until our next episode where we cover an all new entirely classic cartoon that involves investigations and mystery and action and adventure. Mm -hmm. Who should they tell about this podcast? I always just pause to make sure that I'm saying it right. right. (laughs) Write it down. Just like put it in. Who should they tell? Who should they tell? <laughs> and then um, people listening to the podcast have no idea. It just gets quiet, like, for quiet for a second. For a second. Yeah, they hear like the paper the rustling. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I think you should um, hit up someone from high school. 
Like whether you stay in touch with them or not, uh, just someone that you were friends with in high school and, you know, maybe slide into those DMs as a friend and be like, as hey, a friend, yeah, as a clarify. Friend, <laughs> yes. Uh, friendly slide into the DMs and be like, hey, we haven't talked in a while or whatever. Uh, this show made me think of you, though. Uh, you yeah. should give it a listen and just put the link directly into it of this episode or of the show in general. Let them know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And okay. On that note, then also like tell your old favorite teacher in high school. Um, If, you know, I don't know how long you've all been out of high school, but hopefully they're still around. Hopefully they're still with us. And if they are, you know, catch up, say, Hey, you know, been thinking a lot about high school lately, mostly because this awesome podcast that I listened to, <laughs> they just did an episode where they talked about a high school reunion. Hope you're okay. I think you'd also yeah. really like this podcast. Uh, here's a link. And if they're like older, then tell them to share it with their grandparents or their grandparents or grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for all ages, whether you're zero or yes. 150 years old. <laughs> Damn, it happens. It happens. Um, Well, that's a great idea. Although part of me, I'm like, but if you went to our high school, don't tell Miss Shellhouse because I don't want her to be ashamed of who I've become. (laughs) She's like, I remember Grace. Oh God. Oh, I think Michelle House would love this podcast. All we have to do, all we have to do is tell her that we're good friends with Bethany Kaler, and then she'll be like, Oh, you don't say. I love this podcast already. If I recall, she was obsessed with Beth, like, and obviously, like, just because Beth is like an awesome student. Um, yeah. Hey, Beth, hope you're listening, by the way. <laughs> Tell Michelle has to listen if you are, though. Yes. <laughs> Pass the uh, word along. Yeah. Awesome. We, we appreciate your recommendation. Um, cool. Wow. Awesome. So, yeah, real quick before we exit and before you all run off to tell your favorite high school teacher mm-hmm. and your uh, old friends. besties or your old friends from high school. Just another quick reminder, especially if you made it this far into the episode, (laughs) hit the like button. Yes. Drop a review for us. Tell us what you think. Give us your honest opinion, but only if it's four stars or more. Yes. And (laughs) leave us those stars. (laughs) Only that many. And uh, yeah, again, on YouTube, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe Mm -hmm. button, hit the notification bell so you'll get all notifications and please share with your friends, your family, anyone, you know, or just post it on, on your social media accounts. Yeah. More people can find us. Post it to your Insta stories. Mm -hmm. Repost it. All of you. And follow us. Follow us on social media. If you are not already um, on Instagram and Twitter, you can find us at SatMornMist, all of our briefs. And mm-hmm. uh, you can laugh at us during normal hours of the day when you're not watching <laughs> or listening to our podcast. So yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, get ready for a new show next mm-hmm. week. Uh, we think you we guys are, are going to like this one. Yes. Yes. Yes, you we're will. We're, we're speaking it into existence. You will like yes. this one. We'll like it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Else. Well, um, bye. Scooby-Doo out of context with the knives. <laughs> <laughs> Fog. <laughs> Goodbye. Okay, bye. Thanks for tuning in to Saturday Morning Mysteries. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, rate, review, leave us a like, and drop a comment. We post episodes every Saturday and bonus tune tangents whenever we feel like it. So please subscribe so you don't miss the shenanigans. And if you want to follow us on YouTube, click the bell under the YouTube subscribe button to receive notifications when new videos are posted. 
if you want to subscribe to the podcast, we have no idea what you're listening to us on. So just hit the big subscribe button on whatever app you're using. We, we believe in you. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Satmore Mist, all the abreeds, and let us know if you have any episode or show requests by emailing Saturday Morning Mysteries at gmail.com. Thanks to Jenna Kendall for the logo design and to Ava Sakiki for the music used during this week's episode. See y'all groovy kids next week on Saturday Morning Mysteries. <laughs>